evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 104 of the Line of Vienna Suite podcast, the world's greatest Bolton Wanderers-based supporters podcast. Tonight, I'm Chris, and I'm joined by my friend, colleague, and social media brother, Will. Hello, Chris. Great to hear from you. Thank you, mate. Nice to hear from you, too. You're looking forward to a good show. We're also joined by Eddie, Chief in Command of Line of Vienna Suite.com. Eddie, good evening. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, mate. Great. Uh, and tonight, we're joined by a super-duper special guest. A prominent member of the most successful Bolton team in, in certainly in my lifetime and I guess in, in a lot of our listeners' lifetimes too. None other than Danish centre forward stroke left back extraordinaire Henrik Pedersen. Good evening. Thanks very much for coming on. It's great to hear from you. We've been uh, looking forward to hearing what you've got to say about your time at Wanderers and anything else that you can think of. You're very welcome to, uh, to butt in. Tell me to shut up and, and talk as much as you like. So <laughs> okay. tonight, tonight we're going to follow on Similar from the, the, the conversation we had with John McGinley, where we would run through uh, his time at the club, we would ask uh, any sort of interesting questions that we might have thought up and also look to questions that have come from the supporters on social media over the last couple of days. So, if I may start straight away, Will, as important as you are, you're not quite as important as, <laughs> as Henrik. Right? So, I'll, I'll, you feel free again to butt in whenever you've got anything you want to add no or problem. to say, my friend. That would be <laughs> absolutely you. fantastic. So, Henrik, front and centre... Um, Brilliant. So we obviously you came to came to prominence when you you joined Bolton in two thousand and one uh, from Silkeborg, but you had a, a a fairly lengthy career at the Danish club before you you came here. I noticed from your even just from something simple as, as Wikipedia, you scored a lot of goals there. And, and maybe if you could just set the scene for us and perhaps just just tell the listeners a few bits and pieces about the, about the side. Um, yes, yeah, it's it's my hometown uh, club. Um, I came to the club when I was 15 and um, got my first contract here yes, actually a little bit late, but uh, when I was 20. Um, at that time, uh, at Stilgeborg, it was only, uh, I don't know what you call it, semi-pro. It was only half-time. Okay, yeah. So I, I was working um, at a, an office at the same time. I did that for the first year. Uh, and then the club went into uh, full professional football. And uh, I got my first uh, full-time contract um, about a year after I started as a half-time pro. So um, I always supported the club. So it was a, it was a massive uh, joy in, uh, to get a contract at the club. So yeah. um, just had a many, many, many memories, uh, good memories, a lot of goals, as you say. Um, Started out um, with a few injuries in the beginning, but uh, ended up with a lot of goals. And in the end, that ended up with the contract with Bolton. Excellent. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll come on to that in, in a short while. I also noted from uh, doing a bit of research that it was whilst you played for Silkeborg that you made your debut for the Danish national team too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fantastic. You must have played with some was, good players uh, around that at time. Yeah, some very good players. So uh, unfortunately, I didn't get that many caps, but uh, I got the one, the most important one. That's the first one. So um, that's uh, that's definitely uh, the biggest uh, highlights of my career. To uh, I know it's against Fairway Island, but uh, still, it was the first cap. So I will mm. always remember that day. Brilliant, uh, and not not to mention, you also also picked up the Danish Cup just to, just before you left to join Bolton. That must have been great, given it be, with it being your hometown club. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and uh, first time uh, 
the club was in the in the cup final, so it was a, a perfect day. Um, the last season before I went to Bolton was uh, just a, a great season. I think I, mm. I scored about 25 goals and uh, two goals in the in the cup to uh, to uh, I, I scored to three three one four one so to just to settle the score. So a great season and uh, yeah, it ended up in a in a perfect way uh, getting a contract in. Uh, in England, that uh, has been a, a league I've been following since I was six years old. So uh, uh, just a, a match in uh, a great, great year that, that year. Did you know much about Bolton before you signed? Obviously, during the late 90s, we had the likes of Michael Johansson and, and Per Franson, who, who were both notable uh, Danish exports yeah. to, to England. Did that sway your decision? Did you have any other clubs who came in maybe looking with you to compete against Bolton? Um I knew about Bolton because uh, of the Danish players, but I didn't know that much about it. But uh, there's a few, uh, there's a few uh, interesting clubs from uh, from Germany. But uh, as uh, my agent told me in the last game of the season, uh, we just won the cup, and in the last game we we needed to win to get uh, second place in the league. But uh, mm-hmm. we lost two one two one at home to uh, a team who was already uh, already relegated, and uh, I missed. Oof. Two two big uh, big chances, uh, and then um, uh, there's a German club uh, called uh, Hansa Rostock. Uh, they said no, so uh, um, I, I didn't I didn't I, I don't know if I was expecting anything that summer, but uh, suddenly Bolton came out of the blue, and uh, I don't think I actually don't think they've seen me live. Uh, I think all um, right. I think. Uh, my agent was the same agent as uh, Per Hansen and Bo Hansen and Michael Johansen. Uh, okay. I, I actually think he sent a, a DVD over to uh, to analyze, and on that way, uh, he, knew, he knew me. Well, that was going to be my next question: whether whether you actually came over to see the club, or whether you met Allardyce before before you joined, or, or or did you only meet him once you actually arrived at the club? Um, I was at the uh, I was at um, what you call it, an amusement park on a Saturday here in Denmark. Um, okay. I left my I left my phone in in the car because it was like a family uh, a family day out. And when I came back to the car, there was about twenty uh, twenty calls from my agent saying that uh, we're going to Bolton on Monday. And that was the first thing I ever heard about Bolton <laughs> uh, about about the interest of me. And we flew over then on the Monday and uh, met up with uh, Allardyce and the club. What's the 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 rebuild at that time? Uh, yeah. On the Monday, um, uh, negotiated the contract on Tuesday and signed on Wednesday. I think it was something uh-huh. about that. Yeah. Pretty so quick. It, it, it went very quickly. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> quickly. Yeah, it sounds it. I mean, obviously he's a he's he's well known as a character, Allardyce. What what did you think of him? Had you ever met anybody quite like him before? Did you did you particularly like him? Did you think that you would make a good a good match with him being your manager and you being his his player? Um, to be fair, in the beginning, I was just um, overwhelmed by all of it. Um, mm. I, 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 I never heard about him. Uh, to be fair, but uh, he seemed uh, he seemed very uh, very nice and uh, talked very um, very good about the club and his his tactic and um, and what he wanted to do with the club. And uh, mm. but but to to be really honest, he was just. Uh, for a Danish player from a small club in in Denmark to get a contract in England, I don't think uh, that many there was. Uh, <laughs> um, whatever he was, um, I would say yes anyway. So um, 
Okay. It was just uh, it was just um, a big dream came true. So uh, I think he could have he could have um, said anything, and I would have just said <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> it, it sounds Fair like enough. it sounds like quite a strange scouting process, you know, to to have never seen you and then you know showcased ourselves by sending you a DVD, and then to to have sort of never met the club, never heard about the club. And then all of a sudden, just join them, you know, and to, to be thrown in, in at the deep end with, with Sam Allardyce, it must have been quite something. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it, uh, he, uh, he was uh, a, a different manager than uh, the managers we had in Denmark. Uh, it was more social in Denmark, and uh, everybody was um, talking to each other and all that. It was. Uh, it was not the distance as it is in England. It was not mm. as maybe what you call it, not as a professional professional here that. Okay. And there, um, here we can go to the uh, to the manager all the time, and we're even sharing the the same dressing room and all that. So uh, it was a, yeah. it was a big difference. So that that season you joined was obviously the first season in the Premier League after the club had won promotion. So uh, you made your debut in quite a, an entertaining game away to Leicester City when newly promoted Bolton went on and, and upset things slightly by by winning five nil. Uh, we won't yeah. ask you memories about every single game you played for Bolton, but that yeah. particular one, um, what, what do you remember? Did the team go into the game full of confidence? Did you expect to try and keep things tight and hope to try and snatch something? Or, or you know, could you have ever in your wildest dreams have thought that we would have won 5-0? Um, I don't think anybody was uh, even hoping to, to win 5-0 or even thinking about it. And we went into the, to the first game... Um, yeah, just to see what the league was, uh, how how was the, the the speed of the game and all that. But everything just went our way that day, uh, mm. and um, it was it was quite easy to 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 get on at the end of the game because uh, we were way, way ahead of uh, on goal. So um, uh, one of the big big days in my career. Also, um, uh, something I remember a lot thought about since I was very, very young, so uh, another good day um, of, of, of what you say, what my, my uh, mm-hmm. mem- memories of Bolton. Definitely, I know that it's very much the same for the supporters, I was there that day and it, it just came out of the blue completely, completely, <laughs> completely um, <yeah. laughs> rem- remarkable, remarkable experience, but one that we definitely yeah. remember with fondness. Now, that season, although you were mainly used as a, as a substitute from time to time, one thing that I'd forgotten in the course of researching this uh, this interview with you was that you actually went back on loan to Silkeborg for a time, didn't you, that, that season? Only for five or six games, but was that designed to, to help them out? Was it to help you out? I mean, how did, how did that come around? Um, it, yeah, but it came because um, when I got the... Um, I, I think I was after five or six games, I was, I was actually playing, not, not every game, but quite regularly. But then I, I got a groin injury. Um, I needed a surgery, and um, at that time there was no um, there was no transfer windows, so mm. uh, clubs could buy players uh, all the time. And uh, when I got back from the injury, they just bought uh, Freddie Bobic from uh, from from Germany, and uh, Allardyce was uh, was straight with me and said I probably wouldn't get that many games at the end of the season, and and then. My uh, my old club was in um, in relegation battle in the best league in Denmark, and um, they uh, they asked me if I could go back and um, try to help them uh, from not getting relegated. Um, I went in and talked to Sam about it, and uh, he said go back, 
get some games, uh, get back to fit. And uh, for the new season, you're back on track with all the others. So um, it was good for me, and it was good for Silverwood because we got uh, we didn't get relegated. I scored the the important goal in in the last game. So um, I think everybody was happy and came back. And the next season, I think I played 37 games out of the 38. Mm. So uh, yeah, um, oh. it was just uh, it was good for everybody actually. Fair enough. Sometimes that that's what's needed, isn't it, to get to, to get things moving again? And you're right. You know, over the course of the next top three or four seasons, you, you played virtually every game, one way or another, be it from the start or, or coming on later yeah. on in the game to help. Um, in, as far as things moved in your, in your Bolton career, um, the, the club survived obviously and began to thrive in the Premier League under Allardyce, and that, that sort of coincided with your growing importance to the team. Um, and we're just going to jump forward a little bit in time. It, a, a lot of fans, I can I'll speak on, on behalf of them as far as I'm aware, is that you, the, the versatility you showed throughout your time at Wanderers was always something that worked in your favour. Do you see it in that same way? Because obviously you, you played up front, you played on to the left, and then towards the end of your time at Bolton, 2005-ish, Allardyce chose to, to move you towards left-back. I mean, did that come out of the blue? Is it something that you'd done as a, as a youngster, perhaps played in different positions, or were you just happy to help the team out as best you could? Uh, the last one. Um, to be fair, um, it's, easy, it's, not, it's not easy to say that about myself, but I've, I've never been the, the, what you call the biggest talent in football, but uh, i come a far away with hard work, uh, mm. always trying to do my best and uh, always trying to do the best for the team. And um, one of the things I talked to, I told myself is, if you do the best you can, you can do, run as much as you can, and just uh, keep fighting. Uh, you, sometimes you'll get uh, you'll get games, and um, and uh, but the left back uh, games, that was because um, Mikado got into it on uh, yeah. the preseason uh, to to Japan, and. Um, there was only Gary Speed and Neil was left footed and and uh, and he asked me, uh, do you do you want to play left back? Uh, and that time we had um, Davis, uh, JJ, Gil Kaif and um, oh what's the other? There was one more uh, attackers and I, I could just see I wouldn't get that many games uh, okay. up front. So so <laughs> so to, to be fair to. To be playing games as a left bat or being on the bench, I preferred the the game. So um, that's why I said, yeah, of course, of course. And I tried to do my best, and it it did it it went okay most of the games. Of course, <laughs> when you're not a, a normally defender, uh, you wouldn't make uh, mistakes and all that. But uh, yeah, overall, I think I think it, it went overall very well. Um, Definitely, and uh, it's it's very rare yeah. to see from a supporter's point of view a player who who's pre- prepared to sacrifice perhaps his own standing and his own glory, you know, for the sake of the team. And it's certainly something that, uh, on my part, is remembered extremely fondly. Just to move back into time a little bit, um, obviously the previous season to that, we reached the Carlin Cup final where we played played Middlesbrough uh, in Cardiff. Along mm-hmm. that way, in that, that particular cup run, there were some very some really exciting matches that I remember. The Liverpool game away, and then the Villa. Cup semi-final. I was wondering if you had any particular thoughts of the Liverpool game, uh, for example, to start with, because that was that was extremely extremely dramatic. Uh, to be fair, I can't remember all of them, um, and, and that particular Liverpool game, I, I can't remember. 
I can't remember too much of it actually. That's okay. Yeah, um, just just to maybe see if I can jog your mind a little. We we won three two yeah. away in Anfield with with a, a, a late penalty for, from Xhaka. If it must have been nice to play it to to play at Anfield. Obviously at the Reebok, we we feel like that's the one of the greatest stadiums in the world. But perhaps Anfield would have been an experience because of its own connections with with Scandinavian players throughout the years. Yeah, yeah, of course, and. Um, and and when you stand on on the pitch and they're singing, the, you never walk alone. Even as a <laughs> away player, you you get goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know. I, I did. Uh, it was a, it was one of the the greatest stadium over there, and we also with all the tradition and it's it's a big club. Even here in Denmark, we have a lot of supporters, sure. uh, Liverpool supporters in Denmark. Uh, so uh, it was it, all the times I tried to play there. And, Great moments. Yeah. Uh, I remember, did I you, remember, did remember you have a particular fate? Sorry. Sorry, sorry. sorry. No, no. Please, please carry on. Sorry. No, no. I say. I also remember that we uh, we were we went there. I think I think it was two two night uh, New Year's Eves actually, uh, mm. where we had to play Liverpool on the January the first. And uh, all my friends in in Denmark is New uh, Year's is twelve o'clock at eleven o'clock in England. So uh, eleven o'clock in in England, all my friends called and said uh, Happy New Year and I was sure. drunk and all that. And I was lying down on on the bed with a, a bottle of water in my hand. So uh, that's also some of the uh, the memories I I remember very well. Fantastic. Did you have a particular favourite away stadium in your time in the, at Bolton? I mean, obviously the. I won't make you say that anywhere was better than the Reebok, but obviously <laughs> you'd expect the likes of Arsenal, you know, United and so on to, to be up there. But did you have a particular favourite away stadium that you enjoyed playing at the most? Um, I think I think um, I did ask that a lot. Uh, I think the, the stadium with the, the best uh, atmosphere uh, or the loudest uh, stadium, I think, um, it might have been, and it had to be uh, Whitehead Lane or, or Newcastle. Okay. Um, uh, but um, but of 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 course when when you do something good at the uh, other stadiums you, you you remember them more and uh, mm-hmm. especially remember Highbury because uh, I interviewed down there in one of the years against um, uh, Lehman and uh, I had uh, when when we had corners I always uh, I was always in front of the goalkeepers and. Uh, uh, one of the most, um, uh, I have to be, be careful of my language, but one of the most, um, um, oh, I don't know what to say, but he, he was not a, a very nice goalkeeper. Uh, he was a horrible, a horrible, yeah. horrible bastard. Uh, you can say a horrible bastard, it's perfectly yeah, fine. And, yeah, and um, when I scored that goal to uh, 2-2, um, I went out to uh, all the Bolton fans and that was, the, that was the year when when I did the peacock when I scored the goals, and I, remember. I was standing I was standing there doing the peacock and I don't know it's the two or three thousand uh, Bolton supporters doing the peacock also and two of my <laughs> very very good friends was at the stadium that day doing the peacock in the in the stand, and um, I was allowed to stay down in London uh, to. Uh, Stay the weekend with these two friends, and uh, I watched the uh, the highlights from the game uh, in the evening. And at that point, I didn't know that, but in the evening, I saw that most of the Bolton players were doing the peacock behind me. So uh, that's the uh, <laughs> that's the memory I always remember. So Highbury uh, also has a big place there. 
Fantastic. I mean, we'll come we'll come on to your favorite your famous celebration just shortly. But uh, in that. <laughs> In your, obviously, during the time that you played at Bolton, you played with some absolutely fantastic players, players that Bolton fans themselves can barely believe, even even nowadays, or especially nowadays, the quality that you had. I mean, I could probably name 10, 10 players that I would think would be my favourite. Um, but what about yourself as, as a player? I mean, I can imagine that in training, you'd see all sorts of crazy things on the likes of JJ and, and, and Yuri. But who, who was your favourite teammate if you had to if you had to pick one and why? Uh, it depends what you mean. If is is the best uh, player um, I ever played with uh, as a teammate, or is uh, like the nicest guy or what? Because yeah, you can you can you can give me both just, by all means. Yeah, that's definitely definitely a different kind because everybody, at least in 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 my friends and all that, says, oh, he must have been JJ and as the best player. And I always say, no, no, he was the best technique player, but uh, yeah. the best player I played with is it's difficult to say just one, but uh, two of them was definitely Jokaev and uh, Fernando Hierro. Uh, uh, Jokaev yeah. was just amazing. Um, hard working uh, and just a great, great player, uh, a nice person. And, uh, but Fernando Hierro was just... Uh, to, uh, to think about what he has... One achieved and doing in his career and coming to Bolton and just being a, a plain nice guy it was just amazing. Um, so definitely has to be uh, one of those two shock hire for mm. Fernando Hero. Fantastic and also during that's brilliant. But also during your your first spell at your sorry your spell at Bolton that it was the first time that the club managed to qualify for Europe as well. I mean something that that we could only have dreamed of. Um, how did it feel from a player's perspective? Did you did you feel the the sort of expectation from the supporters, the the, the surprise almost, or were you just go, were just going with the flow a little bit? Did you expect that kind of success? Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, um, of course, um, I, I I tried to play uh, European football in Denmark, but that was from a a very uh, small uh, small team compared yeah. to all the big teams in in England and Europe, and but we we managed to play. A couple of games against uh, Roma in uh, from Italy, uh, but uh, we didn't have a chance. But at Bolton, we had a, had good chances in all the games, and uh, and we were nearly got uh, got through Marseille also. So uh, it was a great one, and um, it's some some difficult, well, some different uh, teams to play be playing. That's also nice sometimes, and uh, yeah, playing all the English teams. Do you and, have uh, any particular memories great, of that European run? Yeah, I remember uh, most of it. Yeah, um, but but definitely um, the games at uh, MSA away. Uh, that was uh, it was so nearly so nearly getting through. Uh, yeah, but um, but didn't manage to do it in the end. But we had some uh, we had some good games uh, also at uh, also at the Reebok and the atmosphere was uh, was very very good. Uh, of course, when when it was first time for for the club, so it's also. Brilliant. Uh, good, good for the um, for the fans and all that. Henry, yeah, you, well, you you were quite a, a constant at your time, you know, during bottom ones. I think all the fans sort of knew that in that era, you know, you were always there. Um, you became known as like quite a versatile player, um, and you you were also sort of attached to the tagline of, of sort of a secret weapon. Obviously, there was no pressure attached to that, but did that kind of give you a freedom to to perform as well as you could, as opposed to you know having so much pressure lumped on you as you know the next big thing. I don't know. I, I, I was just doing what, what I said before. I was just trying to do my best in in the games. Um, 
uh, trying to do the best for the team and of course also for my for myself. But I've I've always been a been a team player. I'm always sitting the team before myself. And uh, is that as we talked about before is uh, having to play left back or left midfielder up front? It didn't doesn't matter for me. But um, of of course when there's other big players taking all the uh, the hype and the newspaper headlines and all that's just Giving a little bit more room for for something somebody like me, and uh, sometimes you just need the luck and uh, and yeah, and luck to be in the right place when the ball came. There. And uh, mm-hmm. of course, then there's also been some some uh, some good goals that that's not luck and all that. So it's a little bit of both, I think. Definitely, and we'll we'll certainly come on to talk about some of the goals later. And I know some of the questions from. Supporters uh, will focus on probably the art, the goal, the famous goal he scored against Arsenal, and also the the goal against Newcastle. But we'll, we'll come to that again in a, in a few minutes. And yeah. that next question would then be around um, Big Sam's departure from Bolton. Um, obviously, it came out of the blue a little bit to the supporters. How did you yeah. feel about that as as a player, and and how did the group feel? Were you happy to maybe to have a bit of a have a change? Were you apprehensive about what the future may hold? And what what was the what was the mood in the camp? It might get a little bit emotional now because I was uh, actually from uh, sixth grade years at uh, Bolton. I was just about three months. That was uh, very, very black for me, uh, yeah. if if you know what I mean. Um, I um, I agreed a new contract with Sam uh, just before uh, United came away that last year. I was there. Yeah. Uh, I sat down with him. We agreed a two-year, a two-year new deal. We shake hands. Uh, went to play United on the, I think it was on a Saturday. Uh, we lost, I think we lost four 0 But I was sorry, substituted just before half time. And on the Monday, my agent called that uh, Allardyce had uh, taken back the offer of a new contract. So um, that uh, that took a lot of the respect from from him as a person and. Um, to be fair, I was, uh, I was very, um, I was in it like a, I was uh, down at that time, at that period mm-hmm. uh, when all this happened, when uh, he got the Newcastle job and that set and all that. Um, so, um, if to be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I was not, uh, what do you call that, uh, unhappy to see him get sacked uh, because I was very, very uh, mad, at, uh, mad at him at that time. Right, okay. Um, because um, me as a person is um, a deal is a deal and a handshake is a handshake. But um, yeah. I remember um, the words he said when I came back to uh, into his office on the uh, on the Tuesday, and I said, uh, "What's going on?" And he just said, "That's football. It happens every day." Uh, well, I'll never forget those uh, those words. So uh, that was uh, a bad time. Um, and I can I can just feel on myself talking about it now. It's just uh, uh, I don't I don't feel uh, good about it. So right, right. Well, uh, that's yeah. that's uh, I very much appreciate you being being honest with us. I mean, that's certainly from my part not a story that, that I've been I've been aware of over the years. And in that case, to, maybe to move on to things to changing a little bit at the club. How did you guys feel about Sammy Lee taking over? Did you think he was the right man to replace Allardyce? I don't know because it was only in the, at the end of the season, um, and I, I wasn't playing uh, mm. much on the semi. So uh, 
uh, I don't know what to to really say about that. Uh, That's okay. It's always, I think it's always difficult for um, for the assistant to take over the uh, the manager job because um, he's he's kind of been a part of it. I don't know. He's he's not the, the manager in charge, but he must have been agreeing on most of the mm. things. So uh, I think that you see that in a lot of clubs, if if the assistant takes over, it's, it's not always uh, the best decision. So, um, but um, I was I was probably uh, as I said before in in a bad period at that time. So I'm yeah. not playing. So I don't know. Uh, I don't have okay. much about it. Did that prompt you? Did the disappointment of what of how it ended then? I guess at Bolton or what the situation was prompt the move away to, to Hull City or was that something that was separate to that? Allardyce uh, took me off a, off a back and of course uh, I went into Sam Lee and saying listen uh, do you want to uh, can I get a new contract uh, now when you uh, are manager and he said uh, no we're trying something else and and then I had to make a decision to either to go back to Denmark and uh, finish my career or, or get a new, uh, new club in England and um, Phil Brown uh, had just got to Holland. Uh, he contacted me, and um, they, they had just uh, they just got um, some some new owners, and um, they put a lot, put out a plan for me, like a three-year plan. They had to finish in the middle of the championship the first year and play off the, the second year, and yeah. then uh, promotion in the third year. Uh, and that uh, that sounded very well, and of course, a new feel from. Uh, I said four or five years at Bolton, so uh, it was quite an, an easy decision. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I can imagine being that disappointed in somewhere that you you felt like was your home for such a long time. And yeah, fair dues. Um, so you didn't stay too long at Hull, obviously, only only a, a season virtually, playing just over twenty games. Then you you returned yeah. home where you you would play another another sort of five uh, four or five years. Um, I guess was it for family reasons you moved home? You, you know, it was time for you to to return to Denmark. I guess at that particular time, you must have been in your what your early thirties, perhaps. Yeah. Um, if we, uh, if I had, uh, if I got that contract to Poland, we would have stayed over there. But um, I got the uh, the contract with Hall. Um, my wife at that time, uh, she's still my wife, but uh, at that time she was um, she had to go back to Denmark uh, to finish her, her study. Um, so I was uh, living at uh, in Hull, and she was living in Denmark for a year when I was playing okay. there. Um, yeah, she must have been over sometimes because she got pregnant on the way. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, that was because that was why we um, we moved back. Uh, she got pregnant and had to uh, give um, uh, had the baby in uh, October, and uh, okay. football wise and. Uh, and money-wise and all that, it was just, it was a, a, stupid, a stupid decision because uh, the the money in in England compared to the money in Denmark is, is you cannot uh, is so far away. But then, right. um, as as a person and a, a family it means a lot to me. And um, I remember calling uh, Phil Brown saying, um, "Is it any any chance?" I had two years at Hull, so uh, is it any chance to get out of the the last year? And he said, uh, "What? I thought I thought you were calling about a new contract because we just got promoted." So he thought, yeah. "I wanted more years and and uh, a bigger a bigger and um, uh, a bigger paycheck or what you call it." Uh, 
But I said no. Um, I'm actually trying to get out of the last contact, uh, the last year of the contact, because my wife is pregnant, and we would we would like to go uh, go back to Singapore and uh, raise raise our boy because we wanted to be close to uh, to her parents and my parents and all that. Uh, right. So um, he said um, he couldn't understand it, but uh, he had so many Danish players at Bolton, and he knew the mentality was a little bit different from uh, from English players. So. Yeah. But uh, he, he couldn't. He still couldn't understand it because we just got promoted. So, and then I said, uh, of course, it was uh, football and money wise was stupid, but uh, yeah. it's a very good decision uh, family wise. And, and yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't regretted it. Can respect that. No, it, absolutely. Some things are more important, aren't they? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's fantastic. I mean, okay. Well, just a a few extra things then, Henrik. Um, the peacock celebration. I'm glad you mentioned it earlier on because it just, <laughs> even just even just thinking about it, it puts a smile on my face. I wonder if you could perhaps give the listeners an idea about where that came from and what prompted you to do it, and, and whether it's followed you around a bit since you've retired at all. I don't know if you ever get people, if you ever bump into any Bolton fans anywhere and they just decide to start pretending to be a peacock in front of you. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh... I think it's actually a big honour to have a celebration on FIFA. <laughs> That's how I feel it. <laughs> um, Absolutely. It, it, no, it, all, it all started uh, in 2004. Uh, there were quite a few Danish footballers and also some friends who, who didn't play football. We were uh, in Cyprus, in Ayanapa, uh, on a, like a, uh, a guy's uh, holiday. And um, the European Championship was be playing that year, and uh, we watched all the game at the uh, the local pub. And um, I had a a friend who was playing at uh, one of the clubs in Denmark. He's a very bad dancer, and uh, he's dancing like with his arms uh, out on each side of him uh, when he's dancing. And and sometimes when uh, when Denmark scored at that um, championship. We were jumping up and down with our arms uh, on the side, and in the end, it it ended up with this uh, flapping our hands up and down and jumping, uh, and we we just, uh, to be honest, in quite drunk, we just uh, made a a thing for ourselves saying, let's do this in the next season. <laughs> if uh, some of some of us was uh, having uh, making a goal, we want to do this uh, peacock. Uh, we call it uh, Pofgul in, in Denmark. That's the Danish word for peacock, and and it was just, it was just for fun. And um, and then I remember the first game, I scored twice. Uh, my friend scored one, and uh, a third one uh, he hit the crossbar. He didn't score, but he hit the crossbar. So, but we were two two friends on the same day doing the peacock in uh, two different uh, countries. <laughs> so uh, um, it just came out of. Uh, booth fun and uh, European football <laughs> fantastic that's a great story uh, Eddie have you got any particular memories of any particular goals that would have preceded Henrik's famous celebration Sorry? I, I think I think the one against West Ham um, when we won 4-0 it was a fantastic uh, goal I, yeah, I remember um from outside the box and you put it right into the top corner and just to see you doing it in front of the, the north stand where I sat it was fantastic and just brilliant days with, from uh that same, absolutely. I remember, I remember that goal well, well because um, I shouldn't, I shouldn't play that game. Um, 
but uh, I can't remember who got injured in uh, in the warm up. Uh, so I got on the bench. Uh, so I, I shouldn't even have played that game. Um, but when I score, uh, per Phantom jumps uh, on my back, and we're running out to the stand, and all my friends from actually this holiday is in the stand, and uh, we had a we had a great night after that. So I remember that goal well. well yeah. Fantastic. Well, that certainly brings me on to, to the next point, which is just about any particular memorable matches from your point of view. I know we've touched on one or two over the years, you know, the, the cup final. I know you came on as a sub that day. Um, is there any particular ones that stand out for you? I mean, obviously, you had a, had a long and varied career and experienced a lot of different things, but if you've got any particular memories about games and goals that you've been involved in, I'd love to hear about them. Yeah, there's, there's so many, but uh, to mention a few... Um, Ellen Road leads away, my first Premier mm. League goal. Uh, I have uh, pictures on that. I own, a, I own a, a pop here in Denmark now, and uh, there's a lot of pictures of, uh, of me around on the, on the walls. And one of the pictures is uh, just after scoring the first goal in, in the Premier League. Uh, that's a big, big moment for me. Um, first game as a left back is also uh, uh, a big one. And just on another scale because I feel as a as a striker but uh, the first game as a left that is also something uh, I remember and also has one of these um, it's, it's like a wide picture uh, where you can you can see the whole of the rebuff all the stands of course not the one where the picture is taken from, from all the three of the others and um, it's taken just after a goal and I'm I'm standing on the uh, on the half line on a near the middle and uh, with my arms in in the air so uh, that's also a game I remember and I talked about the Arsenal game away um, but also there's a game at uh, Whitehead uh, Lane and I came on as a stop and got a corner and on my first touch I score after JJ Costa had a, a shot from outside the box I, I follow up on my first touch score one nil and win we won one nil down there, and there's a few other games down there where we lost in the cups, uh, four nil and six nil. I don't remember them with joy, but I still remember them. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, fantastic. There's, there's, there's so there's so many games, uh, so many I games. Uh, I can imagine. Uh, well, would, would, we're 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 just gonna... No, I was, I'm so pleased to hear that you remember your time fondly at the club. I appreciate that. You know, although it sounds like things perhaps ended on a on a sour note, at least you managed, you can retain that appreciation for the club. Um, speaking of, of which, the the club struggles today. Do you, do you see much of what's going on over when you're in, at home in Denmark, and do you do you follow the club's fortunes? And if you do, what do you think about the current struggles? Uh, I, I follow I follow uh, the results. There's not many games uh, uh, being shown in in Denmark on the Championship. I think there's only one. Every week, uh, maybe mm. tr- maybe two, but it's always nearly always uh, from teams in the, of course in the top half or in the, in the top six. Uh, so so Bolton, I only think Bolton have been shown once uh, this year. Um, I, m- I remember last game last year. Uh, I seen uh, I seen videos on on Facebook. Uh, after the game, when people went uh, crazy on the on the pits. After the yeah. after the three two uh, win, uh, um, but um, it's sad, it's it's sad to follow uh, because uh, both yeah. Bill even is uh, ten years 
10 years ago out there, it still has a, a big place in my heart. I still have some really good friends over there. So it's, it's hard to see uh, how they struggle at the moment. I thought at the uh, at the start of the season, oh yes, this is the season started out well, but then um, unfortunately uh, it's not going well at the moment. Yeah, we can relate to that. <laughs> I think everyone's just disappointed by how things are going at the minute, but it's really great to to hear that you're still you know keeping up to date with things, Henrik. Um, yeah, so thank you for that. And it, it's great to hear that, you know that we've still got your support and everything. Chris, did you have any more before we move on to the No, I'm, I, I, I'm happy then in that case, uh, Henrik, if you are to move on to a few supporters' questions, of which I'll hand over to Will. But Will, if I may ask the first question, um, Hen- Henrik, from my point of view, I've always wondered, was Stig Tofting as absolutely crazy as, as he seemed? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I can say that without blinking. Yes. Stig is uh, he is crazy, yeah. Uh, as nice as an uh, as a nice guy he can be, he, as crazy he can be. Um, he's kind of one of the people you you never know where where you have. Uh, but uh, it's definitely better to have him as a friend than uh, not as a friend. Definitely, um, <laughs> I bet. Uh, <laughs> but he uh, he's he's. He's, uh, I think he's a little bit similar, was a little bit similar to me, hard working, uh, trying to do the best every time. Uh, and he, you, you knew when when he was uh, playing, he always tried to do his best. And uh, so, uh, but uh, we're still good friends. So, um, so, um, but he is, he is a little bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he was a great character Brilliant. to have around in the dressing room, though, wasn't it? You know, just to keep the team morale up. He's always uh, ready for a friend, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great stuff. Eddie, did you have any questions before we, we go to the fans' ones? Or I just want to ask about that goal against Newcastle. Um, did you mean it, or was it just as fantastic as it looked? <laughs> of course <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm... I'm I meant to uh, try to hit the goal, yeah, but uh, I didn't mean it to uh, be as uh, high as it was. Uh, it, it was supposed to go in a, a more straight line, but uh, uh, also one of the memory uh, goals of my career, yeah. yeah great stuff. Um, and then a personalised question from me as well. Um, what what did you make of Elad Juf? Was he a, sort of, to an extent, a similar character to Stig or...? <laughs> You can't compare him to Steve. He's in a different uh, planet. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he was by far the most crazy person I ever played with or even met, I think. Really? Uh, you, he, he, with Steve, you knew where you had him. Uh, he was either happy, mad or sad, but uh, with you, he never knew how he was. He was uh, <laughs> very, he was crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Uh, always, always something happening around him. Uh, yeah. Great player, uh, great player, um, and did very well for the club. Yeah. Uh, but as a, as a, as a person, he was <laughs> crazy. It, it's but funny, but it's, very funny. <laughs> yeah, it's satisfying to hear that you know that these characters live up to their expectations somewhat. But um, <laughs> you know, as long as they gave their all on the pitch, then you know that's all that matters. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we'll move on to a couple of the, the fans' questions that we've got on Twitter. We'll try not to repeat ourselves too much because um, I'm sure we've already covered a lot of the, the popular topics. Um, obviously, we've touched on you playing at left-back at one point. Uh, Chris Mayo, a, fan of, a friend of the site, says, um, how do you feel about slotting in at left-back? Did you secretly enjoy it or were you dreading coming up against some tricky wingers? 
to be honestly, it, it, it never been, it, it, it never was uh, like a pleasure to play left back, but it was a pleasure playing games. Mm. Uh, I'll put it like that. Um, um, it was okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was okay, but uh, but earlier, as I said earlier, I'd rather playing the games uh, than sitting on the bench. Yeah, uh, of course. But of, but of course, after more and more games, you get more and more used to it, and you get more and more into the routine with the, the other defenders, and, and and also you get more comfortable going forward because in in the first mm-hmm. the first uh, many games uh, when I got to the uh, middle of the the pitch, I was trying like. Uh, it's better to be here so I can defend than trying to uh, move up too much and uh, be out of uh, out of shape and all that. But yeah. <laughs> after after some games, I was also more more yeah. comfortable going forward. Also, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure one of the bit, the big games where you possibly dreaded coming up against one in particular was Cristiano Ronaldo. Maybe you know was he one that you know you particularly struggled against or? That's one of the favorite. Maybe now that that's not one of that. Actually, <laughs> the favorite, most favorite game as left back because when he got substituted after seventy minutes and the, the score was nil nil. Oh, um, you knew you'd done a good job. It was a, it was a person. It was a personal <laughs> triumph for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when in here here in Denmark I go out to uh, to do some uh, talks for for schools or yeah. younger football teams and all that then. I always have this story with me that uh, I put my uh, hand in the pocket and I said, uh, do you know what I have in here? And he <laughs> said, no, no. I said, I have Cristiano Ronaldo in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fantastic. Uh, but I don't, th- I don't think at that particular game uh, the other defenders were too happy for me because I was not online at yeah. no time and uh, I was all, always next to him and when he got the ball, I kicked him. So uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's the game I remember very well, yeah. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, got quite a cliche question here, you know, one that one that will always be asked. Um, who was the longest in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> I think you said uh, he was from uh, from France and he was playing a lot of games at right back. So maybe <laughs> maybe that's uh, say something something to do with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, something to uh, yeah, got it. Yeah. Uh, no, but he, <laughs> what you're saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Wondrous Wave has asked, uh, did you ever consider going into coaching? And if you're a manager, what sort of style of football would you play? I don't I don't think I'm ever going to be be a manager. Um, I don't have the, uh, the badges desire or... for it. Um, I don't have the desire enough for it, I think, uh, because uh, it's, um, it's like a, a 24-7 job. And yeah, of course. I think, I think, I think, I think, as a person, I'll be too stressed for it. Actually, I don't yeah. think I'll be. Uh, I don't think I'll be the, the what do you say that uh, hard enough to uh, to yell and uh, all that. Of course, uh, yeah. I'm a sen- I'm a sensitive guy, so I don't yeah. I don't think I'm suited in a in a. Yeah, no, it's a, a testing job, job, especially in, in modern yeah. times. You know, I, I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but 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 if I sh- if I should if I should be a manager. Um, I'd probably play play a little little bit different than we did at uh, at Bolton. I prefer to <laughs> up front uh, up uh, all so the time. Long ball. We, we played that we played that most of the time in Denmark, and, uh, and also um, as I see in many games, uh, if we had a corner against, I'll definitely have one or two up front from our yeah, team. Definitely. I I really really can't understand why they always take. All eleven back as a corner. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't understand it. Uh, 
but um, that's just if I should have been if I should be and I know some of the things I, yes. I definitely know that I would do. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, we've got a really good question here from, from Sean actually. Who said, uh, "Who's the most underrated player that you've played with, and why?" Particularly at Bolton. Was it Nicky Hunt? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest player ever. <laughs> that's that's difficult. That's, uh... The most um, just say Nicky Hunt. <laughs> did, did I say Nicky Hunt? Uh, <laughs> even, if it's not, even if it's not true, just say it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, no, no. I, I, I don't think I said Nicky Hunt, but uh, I remember his <laughs> first game at uh, Old Trafford when Ronaldo also has his first game, and uh, I, I told him that a lot of times that uh, that I was better defending Ronaldo than uh, Nicky. So. Um, but not no. I don't think he's the most underrated um, underrated player. But just yeah. to mention one just now, I just I can't say just one actually. No, it's fine. No, uh, we've got a couple of quite funny ones here, particularly fan experiences with yourself. You know, bumping into you, you know, away from football and and making fools out of themselves. Um, Luke Stones, another friend of the site, has said, "Do you remember me doing your peacock celebration in the cinema halfway through layer cake? One of the proudest moments of my life." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can't. Do that. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, no, no. It sounds quite funny that one. Probably look very, <laughs> very funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't remember that. No, no problem. Uh, and again, without repeating ourselves, we've just touched on the last one or two. Uh, Jack O'Sullivan says, Do you miss pints in the Bob Smithy? I definitely do, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I did that very quickly, couldn't I? Uh, the, the, the owners of but me was also Malenos. I was uh, renting a house again, uh, mm-hmm. at them, uh, just not, not far from the Bob Smithy. So uh, yeah. I went there. I went there quite a lot with uh, with some um, with some older older guys who I was always referring them as my uh, my English dads. There was three there was three guys over there always taking care of me. Uh, yeah. That was a uh, a lawyer who always uh, did all my paperwork with taxes and all that, and then there was hmm. uh, a car, a car salesman, uh, Jeff. He always, uh, if I had any trouble with cars, he was there. And the last one, he was a plumber, so if there's something wrong with the toilet, he was there. So um, I went to Bob's meeting with these three guys a lot of times and uh, had some great, great memories with them. Sounds fantastic. I'm sure they'll love the fact that you remember that one. Um, the last one I'd say that we've got now, James has said, one of my favourite moments was when you crossed the ball into Richard Dunn's hand, setting up the 90th minute penalty against Man City. Um, he said he'd love to hear your thoughts about what was going through your head at that point. Uh, I, I remember I remember the game, um, and uh, the only thing that uh, not sure it happened, he shouldn't have touched it with the ball, and I think I should have scored myself. <laughs> but I remember, I, remember, I remember the game when he... Uh, he took the ball, the hand to the ball, and um, yeah. but um, those celebrations after that yeah. penalty were were quite something, weren't they? So yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can yeah. remember that fondly. Yeah, but... Last minute and uh, a great win, so uh, everybody was uh, excited. <laughs> the last one we've got from the fans, um, which I'm sure you know is quite a funny one. Um, do you agree with many of the Bolton fans that Nicky Hunt should have played up front? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> No, Brilliant. <laughs> Thank no. You. Uh, he, he should have uh, he shouldn't he should have taken some more time to uh, practice his uh, crosses. That's uh, that's the thing I can say. 
Uh, and uh, if Nicky hears this, he know what I mean. <laughs> it's great to hear your opinion <laughs> on that. But yeah, thank you so much for answering all those questions, Henrik. No problem. Absolutely fantastic. So I think we'll, at this moment in time, we'll, we'll bring the podcast to an end. I think it's been fantastic hearing everything you've had to say. And we really do appreciate your, your honesty and openness, Henry. It's been, uh, been very interesting from my point of view. Is there anything you want to say finally just to the, to the Bolton supporters listening before we close out? Just uh, thank you very much for all the support of the, the six great years I was there. Um, uh, one thing I learned when I was there that uh, hard working is uh, something that the fans is uh, appreciating. So um, mm. I always did my best and uh, the fans was uh, very, very good. Uh, I still had a lot of friends, uh, or, or not friends, but Facebook friends uh, from England writing to me and putting uh, what you call that, uh, marking me on Facebook to different occasions. And um, it's it's always nice and I always get a good feeling when, when my name is uh, mentioned in, in something regarding to, to Bolton and, <laughs> and previous times. Just quickly, we've got no. one one last one. Um, can you play next week? This is over the phone, so you haven't seen me, so I, I, I don't think it suits anybody. Fantastic. Well, on, on behalf of us, on behalf of us all, the, the feelings that you have about the Bolton fans are more than more than felt back. Um, obviously, you, you played through the some of the most successful periods of the modern era uh, and all your efforts are, are greatly supported by all. So we'll, we'll leave it there and we'll say thank you much, Henrik. And you're welcome back over on the podcast at any time. And, and, and if you feel like a pint in the Bob Smithy, I'm sure you won't be short of people putting their hand in their pocket to, to buy you a pint. That sounds great. That sounds very good. Brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Fantastic. Henry. Well, uh, we'll just pass over to Will then for the closing and, and we'll listen to, we'll listen to the podcast soon with interest. Yeah, and no, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to Henrik for coming on. And thanks to Chris and Eddie for joining us tonight. Um, you know where to find us all on the socials with the Land of the Other Suite website, podcasts on iTunes. Feel free to leave us a review. And obviously you can find all our ramblings on the article page as well. So it's time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Eddie. Goodbye, Eddie. Goodbye, Henrik. Goodbye, Henrik. Brilliant. It is a goodbye for me. Set that.